You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. Welcome back to the Express with Bilal Bakani. Joined as always by Daniel Shahori. I can't get rid of him. And nope. we're going to go hell in your house weekend because it's hell in the cell and in your house in the same weekend inexplicably, Dan. Um, I guess we'll look at these cumulatively, which we've never done with two shows. And I'm sure we may do this again with AEW and WWE in the future. But with hell in the cell and in your house on the same weekend, what is your prevailing feeling? Mine? Well, you're asking the wrong person, my friend, because uh, very little care on this end, especially with the, uh, uh, as you're probably aware, I, I haven't, I've given up completely mm. on NXT 2.0. I mean, I, I hear about it, mm-hmm. but I'm certainly not tuning in. And this, I, I to be honest, with you, I had no idea this show was happening. And for Hell in a Cell, come on, what are we... Uh, I'm excited to talk to you about it. How about this? Yeah, it's so odd, Dan, because Hell in the Cell is not a big pay-per-view. NXT in your house is no longer what it was. So to put them both in the same weekend almost diminishes them both even more. Um, But we'll go through it, obviously, with more emphasis on Hell in the Cell. And seemingly the main event should be Cody Rhodes taking on Seth frickin' Rollins. It's, you know, I have to say it because it's in the description. It is a Hell in the Cell match. Mm Mm-hmm. And I must say, Dan, I was not dying for round three of this, but these two men have cut some great promos. I'm sure the match will be great. So why not? I agree. Uh, uh, Cody, in my opinion, has been, you know, not because, again, not because I'm a, a AEW mark, but look, they took the exact product from Dynamite, put it on Monday, and it's working. This is the best thing about WWE currently in my opinion so uh seth is great with him i've enjoyed this is i think uh the the, the this is the the program i'm enjoying most on wwe programming yeah and to that point it goes massively downhill from there oh, God, uh, yes. the raw women's champion bianca belair is going to take on oscar and becky lynch this is obviously a placeholder for uh, assumingly what was going to happen with Naomi and Sasha Banks in a couple mm-hmm. women's title programs. Um, and, and you would imagine that this was on the back burner and they put it on the front burner. So now they're probably going to do the WWE thing, have Becky be pinned by Bianca and then do Asuka and I guess Bianca next month. And then maybe Becky gets money in the bank and we maybe end up back here in two months or three months. Um, I, the build has not been fantastic. The the heel face dynamics are not great. Um, B- Bianca's not looked spectacular here as a champion. Her character has kind of gotten lost in this Becky Asuka feud, but Asuka's a lot of fun. Asuka's a lot of fun. Uh, I think that th- this division has been rattled by the Sasha and Naomi thing mm-hmm. that um, unfortunately, for better or for worse, uh, for worse rather, but it, it's... Um, so it's, it seems rushed, obviously. Yeah. So I, I, you know, I'm not, I don't know if you, you can or cannot blame WD for, for finding themselves in this predicament, but it is what it is, but it's what, and you think that Becky's going to get pinned? Yeah, that's, and I'm, I'm borrowing this take from what culture, but I think the, the gimmick now is Becky is frustrated. She's losing. Oscar's back. She's looking great. So you can't pin Oscar. So mm-hmm. if you give Bianca the win over Becky, you can, you know, either do Oscar and Bianca 
or at least give Oscar momentum uh, going into, say, a Money in the Bank. Um, it just I, I, if you pin Oscar here, uh, or for that matter, if you pin Bianca, I think you you crush both those characters that are you know they've been heated. Um, but Becky is really the only one who can really afford to take a pinfall and still be, you know, considered a top end star. I, I think you run the risk of Oscar yeah. Bianca um, falling out of this picture. And, and you've also got the women's tag team titles that are in limbo. Um, and they should you know, stay in limbo. Well, and it'd be very easy for WWE to just give this back to Becky and then turn Oscar and Bianca into a tag team and they get lost in the minutia of that division. Um, so I think that illustrates like how delicate a situation this is. And then look at the SmackDown scene. Like I'm not holding my breath for a Leah versus Ronda Rousey, you know? Uh, eventually you'll probably get that unless she, unless uh, Leah is uh, let go before that. And I, I don't mean to say that out loud. It's not nice. Yeah. I don't wish that upon her, but Either Ronda will run through everybody on that roster, including her, or or she's going to run all she's going to run out of people. Yeah, well, and this to that point, I I think part of the idea here with Becky is if she wins Money in the Bank, which I think would be very fitting because she gave up her title to a Money in the Bank winner, she could show up on SmackDown and take on Ronda, and she could see it as someone she can beat, and she can walk away from the monsters yeah. she's created in Bianca and Asuka, which she could rational, yeah. you know, rationalize. They're only good because of me. Yeah. Uh, Rhonda isn't. And you might, and certainly Alexa Bliss is very clearly being positioned as a future contender, even though it seems like she's just doesn't care, but they're keeping her very strong. So we're probably, you know, a couple months from now, we're looking at Alexa probably just taking this title because it, it's sort of directionalist, uh, directionalist. And, uh, there's no direction is what I'm trying to say. I could see what you're saying. I can see Becky winning Money in the Bank, like just like you said. Mm. And then eventually, I believe the the roles will be reversed by the time that Becky reaches Ronda mm -hmm. for Mania. Uh, and you know how they said uh, this year they haven't said it in a while, but they mm. they they said that uh, or Cody in a promo alluded mm. that you would you could win your opportunity to cash in at WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. So maybe like, if, if but I haven't heard of that since, but it, yeah, assuming that's what it is, then Becky can just, yep, she's holding on to that spot and she'll get there eventually. And I think they're going to turn them both in the meanwhile. Yeah. And certainly, even if that's an option, it is a good way for Becky to put herself on SmackDown, start to build allies and still have that match in the foreground um, as Ronda goes through the division. So, right. Uh, honestly there. probably infinitely better in, than the situation we're in now which is a bit of a mess and as yep. you said very much tied to sasha and naomi all right the other matches we won't talk about as much uh bobby lashley is going to take on almost an mvp and a two-on-one match i don't like the fact that wwe calls these a certain thing i think it's actually pretty disrespectful um cedric alexander has been a part of this alliance with mvp and almost but we haven't seen shelton benjamin so i'm hoping dan that they use shelton to maybe even the odds um, and at least make this a bit more competitive because if it's just a straight up two-on-one match with, you know, Alexander jumping in potentially uh, as, as interference, uh, it's hard to imagine Bobby Lashley even having a fair fighter this being that entertaining. Who does this help? Like, I, I, 
Yeah, I, I don't know, but I, I will say this. They've somehow managed to make this more interesting than I would think, but that that's saying very little. That's saying very little, but I I don't know. I mean, I, sorry, I, I thought it was going to be, I guess I wasn't paying that close attention to Raw. I thought it was MVP and Omos. Yes, that's what I yes, that's what I'm right. alluding to. But Cedric is also so you you think he's going to show up and then shell. But you know, even if you know Bobby Lashley shouldn't need uh, a Shelton Benjamin to mm. show up to help him. So I'm like this. I guess the only thing that could happen here is Lashley wins, which he mm. should, because otherwise this doesn't help anybody. It certainly doesn't help Omos if, if he wins with the help of MVP. It, it's so odd, Dan, because realistically, neither of these men is probably anywhere near that undisputed title right now. Like, it's very much Cody that's going after it. No. Maybe Shinsuke, maybe Riddle. So I, I think this is just an exercise in can you keep Omos essentially afloat long enough that he yeah. becomes as good as you've promoted him, which he's not. Uh... And... I think if that's the case, you probably need uh, the Shelton Benjamins and the Cedric Alexanders to give this the feel of something more than a multi-minute squash. Um, So I just hope they do that. I hope they don't um, ignore Shelton, who can help them uh, a lot in this situation. And maybe, you know, they could potentially do, unfortunately, more after this, um, but maybe add another wrinkle to this program that has been, you know, stretched out since WrestleMania. And nowhere near as successfully as Cody and Seth. Like it's just heck no. Kind of happened. Um, something that's happened that's been pretty decent is Ezekiel versus Kevin Owens. Um, this has been a ton of fun. Uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn right now, probably two of the most entertaining guys in WWE because they just probably don't care uh, and are being allowed to just do what they want. The problem becomes, Dan, is as great as KO is in the ring, Ezekiel is not that great in the ring. Uh, he's just good. He's not at the level of Kevin. So I think again, and and I'm amazed that I'm calling for shenanigans. I think you're going to have to work in Chad Gable and Otis doing something silly to make this entertaining. Or maybe you do some sort of Bray Wyatt trick where Elias shows up at ringside for a moment or something um, to just make this fun. Because I think if this is just a straight wrestling match, I think it's going to fall flat on the, the fun we've had around this program uh, since it started. I completely agree with you. And for exactly what you said, it's when I've watched this, this, this feud, including with uh, when Sami Zayn and Kevin were together on SmackDown last week, all like, I feel like I'm watching a sitcom or, or improv. I'm watching improv comedy. So it's, it's very entertaining in that aspect. Hmm. But so then it gets to what you just said. It's like, I, I, I don't really care about a match with these people. So, cause this, we're not, we're not pretending that there's going to be some sort of athletic competition to decide something in this case. So there's no interest in the mat. I want to see them interact more. And I definitely want to see Kevin Owens and, and Sami Zayn again yeah. together during these, there are two current incarnations of their characters are, are excellent together and throw in. Well, yeah. So all Elias Gable, mm-hmm. all of them, uh, even the street profits, when you, in, when you watch them just for improv comedy, it's fine. It's, it's, it's mildly entertaining, but I, I don't want to see them. I don't want to see a match with these few people. Yeah, no, let's hope so. Uh, something else nobody wanted to see was Liv Morgan in the pseudo bullet club, but mm. she's there with Finn Balor and AJ Styles uh, taking on the judgment day. 
Um, I, you know, maybe Dan, if Sasha and Naomi don't happen, this is Oscar or somebody much better in this spot, but it's not, it's Liv Morgan. And, um, that is uh, incredibly sad. Uh, no, no knock against her, but this is like, you know, you have Finn Balor and AJ Styles who are, you know, at various points, you could argue two of the better wrestlers in the world, especially AJ. And then you got Liv Morgan. Um, and you know, edge has his reputation. Damian priest has the potential to be a bigger star. I, and Rhea Ripley has already proven it, uh, through various Royal rumbles and an NXT title run. So, um, yeah, I think in any universe, the judgment day needs to win. And, uh, I hope this threesome, uh, never exists again. I do not want to see Liv Morgan doing the bullet club oh. thing with these guys. Like this is almost insulting. Yeah, so Judgment Day has to win because they're the first time they're fighting as a unit and mm. the other group is not a unit. They're just a makeshift unit. But here's a question for you. Yeah. Honest opinion. Who do you like better? The Judgment Day or the House of Black with Julia Hart? Well, that's... Yeah, I'd probably give it to House of Black right now because uh, A, they've got more members uh, and B... I, I think their tone is a bit more consistent edges, you know, dialogue borderlines on the insane, you know, where it's nonsensical. So yeah, I, I think that was a black wins that round and, but they've had more time to do it as well. Fair enough. All right. All right. United States champion uh, theory is taking on uh, Mustafa Ali. This <sighs> very quick, this could have been theory versus Ali. Uh, if, if the names had been lined up in such a way, could have been the match of two names. I, you know, what's interesting with this, Dan, I don't, really think Ali has any chance of winning this. I'd love to be wrong. I think this might set him up nicely for the Judgment Day. Because um, to your point about House of Black, it does feel like, especially if you look at Edge's Twitter, there is room for somebody else in this stable. Um, and somehow he has not posted a photo of his wife, Beth Phoenix, as a potential member. So I guess it's not her. Um, so maybe this loss propels Ali to something more. Because otherwise... Uh, why even bother to do any of this? And I don't think a U.S. title run by Ali is going to be necessarily that special. Why would they put Ali in a faction when they're this company is clearly, and you're going to see this on Sunday, hmm. this company is clearly waiting for his contract to expire to let him go. They're not going to re-sign yeah. him. They know he he's, they're, they brought him back for this. They're going to, and I hope this doesn't, again, I don't want to speak things into existence, mm. but you know, you know, what's going to happen. You know, they're going to embarrass him in his hometown, Chicago. This is his yep. hometown. This is why he's here mm. on this show this Sunday and they're going to punish him. Uh, yeah. No, you're most likely that's what's going to happen. They're not going to invest in him, putting him in a, in an up and coming faction. Why? Yeah, no, I, I don't think so, but, uh, one can hope. Uh, speaking of hope, I want to quickly talk about NXT in your house. Dan, I know you're right. not uh, a big watcher of NXT. And, I'm excited and really, to talk about this. With there's you. not much to say. It's mainly just my jokes. I'm a, about I'm a good gauge of the, of the general public. Right. This, of, of someone who's not watching. Um, anyway, the main event okay. is going to be NXT champion Braun Breaker. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know, mm -hmm. obviously coming from the Steiner family, uh, taking on Joe Gacy. And my theory for this, Dan, is that WWE saw that Netflix had a documentary about John Gacy yep. is the serial killer who clearly inspired this character. And they thought, oh, wow, that's got to be trending. So we're going to give this guy a run because I kid you not, if you look at the next up logo for the people who are you know part of that show, their next generation, it's him 
it's mm-hmm. Kashida who doesn't work for this company and Lash, Lash Legend, I believe. Um, so I, I really don't think Breaker is going to lose this. And I, I just hope he moves on to something else quite shortly after. See, here's my uneducated opinion, but I am aware of this feud and I'm mm. aware I am actually familiar with both of these gentlemen. Mm. Uh, I, from my sense of what WWE is doing as a whole, I could see Gacy winning this and they're going to mm. bring up Breaker. They want to bring him up. They've okay. been waiting to bring him up. And this kid, Gacy, who I do like, even though I'm not watching the show right now, mm. uh, but he's, there's a lot you can do with him. Yeah, no, he's a, a great worker, a, a good promo, regardless of the nonsense you feed him. Um, this character, for anyone who doesn't know, kind of read like Pritchard, Bruce Pritchard, or someone said, oh, I hate liberals. What if we did a, took yeah. a serial killer and a yes. liberal and we just smashed them together and yep. made fun of inclusion? I don't know why. Like, he's really good. Yeah, uh, it's, uh, anyways, the less said about this, the better, um, because it, the underlying issues with the thought process behind this are quite bad. But yes, you're right. He's a very good wrestler. And look, even if Gacy lost, um, I wouldn't be shocked if he showed up on a Raw or SmackDown sure. if they just wanted to roll Soon. with this gimmick. Um, and he'll yeah, both these within, guys. Within within a year or less, he'll be yeah. up as well. Yeah, I think both these guys are destined for that. Uh, and when we get to the North American Championship, I think you'll see they've got a, a couple irons in the fire, if you will. Uh, something that's not in the fire is Mandy Rose. She's the NXT Women's Champion. Um and look, it's not been a golden age for women's wrestling. If you look at AEW, uh, if you look at WWE, um, but near the bottom of that class is Mandy Rose. She has been uh, just a terrible champion to the point where when they did the championship summit, um, you know, the other night on NXT, her involvement was to call Wade Barrett honey and um, to not say much uh, and to leave it to her tag team brother and uh, sister in to embarrass themselves. Wendy Chu, on the other hand, uh, just kept repeating, signed the contract, which was... Wendy Chu is getting a title match. Yes. Uh, and for anyone who doesn't know Wendy Chu, uh, oh imagine if WWE just ripped off Orange Cassidy, but yes. they didn't forget about yeah. him like AEW. So they put him in a, a top tier program uh, and did a bunch of silly stuff, um, which maybe explains why AEW hasn't gone all the way with Orange Cassidy because uh, it's a, a pretty limited gimmick. And uh no, you can't go anywhere with Orange Cast in this. Like, like, yeah, you don't give him. So, I mean, I don't know. This but, is like the case study as why you do not take a character who is low energy, for lack of a better term. Okay, but how them, do you? Yeah, how do you think they perceive her? Does she is does she have a chance of beating Mandy Rose? Um, there's definitely a chance because I think they are well aware that this Mandy Rose thing is a disaster, and they know once they pull the trigger on Toxic Attraction they're not going to go back to it on a title level pro like they may give them a rematch, but I think they can tell from the merchandise sales. They can tell from their social media analytics, like this is a disaster. Um, and I think the only reason they have held on to all this gold for so long and like granted the tag team titles flipped around a bit is because they want a more sure thing. Um, but I don't think Wendy is that sure thing. And certainly you have Roxy Perez potentially winning um, the, the breakout tournament and getting the title shot. Uh, although I'm starting to think she's just going to go after the tag titles with her friend, Corey Jade. So yeah, I don't know. I'd say it's 50, 50 actually, because it's, it's such a toss up with this women's right. division. Yeah. All right. The uh, North American championship. I talked about that a moment ago, Cameron Grimes uh, will take a break from going straight to the moon and he's going to take on Carmelo Hayes, um, which yep. is I a like really both good. These guys, these guys are fantastic. Uh, Hayes, is really shown himself to be a star of the future. 
Grimes is a guy, you know, we talk about Breaker and Gatesy leaving yeah. this program. Grimes is a guy you could slot right in the top. I, I don't think you'd have any issue. Like this guy, despite being a relic of the old NXT, like he is what this new NXT is. He's a silly, goofy guy who can kind of go. And, you know, if he was on the main roster, he'd probably be going for the 24-7 championship. Yep. He's, so he's kind dead of, in the water. Yeah, up. he's kind of perfect for this because he's going to be Grimes going for the 24-7 title. Yeah. So with Omos uh, old soon. grimy, uh, the, you yeah. know, much like the Simpsons episode, this is his, his time. And then yeah. it's just going to be a mess after. So They're this is very interesting. Yeah, they would. Um, yeah. I don't think they'll give the title back to Hayes. Um, and, and I actually think. Nathan Frazier, especially given his amazing, amazing match with Cameron Grimes just the other night, I think they're going to revisit that. Uh, or maybe, you know, Solo Sokoa is also already slotted for a shot here. Um, so, yeah, I, I think they've already know where their next two moves are with Grimes. And, you know, maybe Hayes and Trek are going to go for the tag team titles because they've been working Trick Williams a lot on next up. Uh, and I think they see a lot of potential in him. Uh, sort of Carmella syndrome, right, Dan? You've got potentially one star, and WWE is looking at the other star and saying, well, that's the person who's going to be a star. And I, I kind of think that might happen with Trick Williams. I'm just baffled that you're watching NXT level up. Uh, n- not religiously. Um, not <laughs> semi-religiously. It's it multiple days late, typically. Um, the NXT Tag Team Championships will be on the line. Pretty deadly, taking on the Creed brothers. Um, clearly msk was in this spot with what happened oh, that yes. that got ripped apart rightfully so. that. and uh, pretty deadly is not done despite winning the Who's tag pretty team, deadly uh they're from nxt uk thank you um they are how would i put this they are tyler breeze and fandango if they were heel uh and from nxt uk and it, it does raise the question why they didn't just do this with the grizzled young veterans um similar to you bring in nathan frazier why didn't you do all the stuff you did with him with a kid WWE is weird. A lot of times they seem to pick the wrong team from the wrong division to do the wrong thing. Um, but they're a very competent, simple heel act. Um, I, I do think the Creed brothers are going to win. The kicker is Roderick strong. Who's just turned heel since Malcolm Bibbins uh, left for AEW. Mm-hmm. I told the Creed brothers, if you don't win, you're out of diamond mind. Um, so I think there's a bit more juice in that storyline and they've held off the Creed brothers winning these titles time and time again i think they actually are going to do the nice thing and give them the titles here all right with arms wide open i should also say as an old (laughs) the nxt tag team championship uh the toxic attraction the bottom two halves of it if you will they're going to take on katana chance formerly known as katie casey catanzaro and kaden carter who actually does have the same name luckily um i've I've never been big on this catanzaro kaden carter team but they are a real tag team. They've been a tag team in NXT forever. Um, their recent gimmick where they're just TikTok dancers, kind of a disaster. But anything would be better than ta- Toxic Attraction. And, you know, you, I look at that championship summit they had last night where, you know, Katana's and Caden's chance or their point was, we're a real tag team. You don't defend these belts. We're going to, you know, put some respect on them. And somehow Toxic Attraction's reaction was, well, we're a real team. We respect this business. And they somehow transformed themselves into the undertaker um, when they had been doing bikini beach stuff weeks before, um, which I don't remember the undertaker doing. So I very much hope they lose these titles, Dan. This sounds uh, pretty bad, but yeah, um, it's pretty bad. 
But do you think either of those two teams will show up in the main roster women's tag team tournament? Very, very tag teams. Yeah, very possible. Because if you look at it right now, you've got Dewdrop and uh, Nikki Ash, which are barely That's a team. one. Yeah, you've got Natalia and Shayna Baszler, which sure is kind of a team. Yeah, and then you have Carmella. Nobody. And maybe Sonya Deville, maybe they get over the slap thing because uh, Selena Vega is injured. So that's not happening again, even though, you know, if WWE had the chance, they would put them back together for the third or fourth time. And then what? Maybe Ronda Rousey and Raquel Gonzalez are a tag team. What are the Iconics doing? They uh, they're pretty, yeah, you, that would probably be what the, the best. What are the Bellas doing? Yeah, no, the, this would be the time to do it. This is um, meant for the Bellas. Yeah, no, if you were ever going to do that, uh, this would be the time to do yeah. it. But uh, yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, finally, we got on this match. We got one last on match, uh, Dan, and thank you for putting up with all this. Legado del Fantasma is like going to take on Tony D'Angelo, stacked like and well. two dimes. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know, because I would imagine you all know Delgado, Legado del Fantasma. Uh, Tony D'Angelo is a Sopranos ripoff, and they like found him. two uh, guys who were in next up, and they added them. So he could have three members instead of two and have this match. Uh, winner takes all in that wh- whatever team loses this match gets folded into the other team, which will be oh. very hilarious because either Tony D'Angelo is going to become a luchador or the luchadors are going to become gangsters, I like which this. could be very funny or just oh. be a very powerful team um, that could potentially run NXT. And just like the size of that team, uh, you know, which would be seven members. It's very like that's Nexus type stuff, uh, even if it's come to at a hilarious way. So this could be actually very interesting, Dan. That is interesting. I didn't know they were doing this. But then so but either way, these two teams are going to work with one another in the future. They are going to merge. It's just a question of yes. Which uh, leadership? Yeah. Are they going to be? Who do you uh, want to see? I think the scale to do mafia stuff. You know, I'm actually split down the middle because I think either Tony D'Angelo and Stax and Two Dime doing luchador stuff would be very, very funny. Yes. Um, or Legato would give the Mafia stuff quite a bit of credibility. Because are gimmick. they going for funny? Or are they going for a stable that you can take seriously? Uh, it's very hard to say because at times it's been funny. At times it's been very serious because um, Tony D'Angelo had a celebrity um, connection with this this guy, AJ Bagante or whatever, from some show I've never watched, which was some gangster show. And uh, Legato, del Fantasma, del, Legato del Fantasma straight up kidnapped him and he hasn't appeared yet. So sometimes it's very serious, but also Tony D'Angelo says a lot of jokey things. So I like him. Yeah. It's, it's uneven, but I think it'll be a mix of legit tough guy stuff and ridiculous silliness that only WWE could do and straight up parodies of the Sopranos because they are not bothered to write their own material, which is, or the Godfather, whichever it is. I don't know. I don't care. So would, would this super group have anybody to feud with down there? That's a very good question. I don't think so. Unless diamond mind stays together, in which case it could be a very interesting situation. All right. So we will see. Um, that's Helen in the cell and NXT in your house. Uh, Dan, any final thoughts before we go? I am exhausted uh, talking about wrestling. Do you think that this current uh, pay-per-view model serves them, the 12 a year? Is this is this becoming a problem? Why uh, we're having these uh, three-peats, like three matches in a row for pay-per-views? 
is what I'm getting at here. I would argue, and, and I know you and I have talked about AEW being too long, you know, that last show yep. being almost, oh, almost five hours. I don't want to say it is five hours. I don't think you can win. I think both models are equally problematic, right? If you're going to do quarterly pay-per-views with the exception of Forbidden Door, of course, quarterly pay-per-views, and you're going to feel like you have to give people four to five hours, or you're going to do monthly pay-per-views. And, you know, this NXT card um, until, geez, the day, you know, the week of was three matches and they just slapped on, I think, another three matches um, days before the card. I, I guess you can't win. The answer is probably somewhere in between, right? WWE, they certainly shouldn't do two shows in the same weekend. Um, that is insane. But should they do 12 shows even a year? No, probably not. They should maybe do 10 shows a year um, and find some sort of balance where, I don't know, if, if there's 52 weeks in a year, Dan, maybe just do a show every five weeks, you know? That the advantage would actually of the... Be- Oh, the, the the one advantage of the AEW pay-per-view model is that you build more towards better television. Like mm. you're building for something every they they build this something every week pretty much. Mm. But you know, you you there's always something planned two, three episodes ahead. So because you don't have these pay-per-views to build for, so it makes for better television, in my opinion. Yeah, it's it's funny because again, for you know, we're taping this on a Wednesday. We haven't seen dynamite uh, yet. And with the forbidden door uh, right around the corner, um, there is a chance, quite honestly, that AEW might prove that they're just better at crafting these pay-per-views and doing it in about a month. Maybe no problem for them. And I don't anticipate um, there is going to be a big drop-off in quality. If anything, it might be a shorter card and they could potentially function better in the monthly model. And then the, the complicated part, Dan, is this really comes down to the delivery method. If you have a streaming platform, you should be giving people something every month. If you're on a pay-per-view model, yeah, you should be building up probably not monthly because nobody's willing to pay you 50 bucks a month in this economy. Um, so that's probably the sad reality is this all comes down to broadcast rights and um, neither model is really that good. Like I think they're just different kinds of bad and good essentially. And as a format, probably problematic in equal ways, I would almost say. Well, this is where we are. Yeah. All right, Dan, always a pleasure. Um, Likewise, my friend. I'm not looking forward to the next time we have to talk about two shows in one podcast, but... Uh, what are they? Oh. The, I believe the Saudi show and the AEW show are the same weekend, but don't quote me on that. It'll Saudi happen. and Forbidden Door? No, the next AEW show after that. Okay, all right. Yeah, I don't know. I heard that somewhere, so... That's I'm, a f- Forbidden Door on, on its own, the Saudi show. <clears throat> very well said. Thank you for this, Dan. Okay, my friend. Never Sleeps Network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com.